What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and it's pretty late, and the episode is also pretty late. (laughs) I Supposed to come out sometime last week, and I know, I get it. I'm terrible at my job. Thank God, well, good at my job, bad at this, bad at podcasting. Hopefully, though, today's short, sweet episode will uh, make up for that. It will hopefully be a little bit spooky, since uh, Halloween is literally right around the corner. If you're listening to this on the 30th, which is when I'll probably post this at like 10 o'clock at night, then, you know, tomorrow's Halloween. And then if not, you're listening. This is the Halloween episode, basically. <laughs> and I think I got a good story for you guys this week. So I'm, I'm excited for um, the spooky Texas tale we got for you today. And then later this week, I'll, I will try to get another episode recorded for you guys. Now, to make up for not having one for last week. So, I apologize. It was my fault. I'm trying to get the house ready for Halloween. Get it ready for the kids and the candy and the treats and lights and music. Because I want people to be entertained when they come to the house. Even though it's going to be, you know, maybe for a minute or two just to grab the candy and then leave. But I want them to remember my house. And hopefully... You know, it makes them want to come next year because they're excited. They know it's going to be great. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that being said, I won't be here <laughs> on Halloween because I have to work, which sucks. And it, it, it breaks my heart because this is like the one holiday I look so much forward, like so forward to. Because it's just a whole bunch of fun. I loved last year when I got to hand out the Pokemon card treats. It's like the... Trick, what was it? Trader treat, Pokemon Boo. I can't, I can't remember the freaking. I think it was like Trick or Trade, Pokemon cards, and it's little three card packs, three or four card packs. A lot of fun. Some of them have holographics in them. Some of them don't, but they all have like a Halloween stamp to them, which I think is really cool. And so I'm hoping to, uh, well, my wife will be the one passing them out, but I'm hoping that kids have a good time with it. Last year, they seemed to really love them and be really excited about them. So I'm hoping that that continues this year. And then I just become known as the Pokemon Card House, which I think would be really cool. I've also been looking at some of like my older comics that I really don't read anymore. And like some of my old cards that like I don't really have room for or don't really have a need for because I'm not playing Pokemon cards. I'm just collecting a certain set of them so maybe next year if i'm off you know i can package like handmade treats with like better cards comic books things like that i think that would be a lot of fun i know what is it not not free comic book day but there's like a halloween comic book uh event that happens around this time of year i can't remember i, I don't think it's on halloween i think it was this past weekend and maybe trying to get involved with that somehow for next Halloween where I could get a bunch of comics 
to be able to give away for Halloween. I think that'd be a lot of fun and a, a real treat for the kids in the area because one, we don't have a we don't have a comic book shop, we don't have a card store, we don't have anything like that. So you know, like kids in my town have no idea what some of this stuff is. Stuff that when I was living in Houston was like an everyday thing for me and a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it and enjoyed the people that I met doing it. And so hopefully I can bring something to that closer to home. Hell, I, man, if I had the money and like the no, like the ability, I would open, try at least attempt to open up my own type of store like that. Hell, I, I think that's why I don't have the heart to tell Casey to quit playing the lotto because I'm kind of hoping one day she might actually hit it and we'll win the millions, the mega millions. And then I can say, screw it. I just opened up my own little hobby shop where I can do like, who knows, Warhammer, D&D nights, cards, and all the fun stuff like you get out of, I don't know, like a Houston and Austin, something like that. Because, man, I feel like the town, although it's very small, it's on the cusp. Like, it, it just, I've always felt like my town needs something like that because we don't. We don't have anything like that. We don't have any game store any place where people can go just to hang out, to like play, just like board games, card games, just anything. Yeah. And not that it's like, oh, you have to go to someone's house. But once you start getting older, it's harder to just make friends to go hang out at, the, at people's houses. It's a lot easier to have a central location where people can go hang out and play games there. And I would love for something like that in, in this town. But... I'm too scared to attempt it because that's a huge financial burden that I just cannot afford to take <laughs> unless I win the Mega Millions. And then, and then it's something I'm willing to take. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe I can find someone who has a bunch of money to fund this endeavor. I just got to scour the internet, get on Facebook and see who just got cash to burn. I need a sugar daddy. <laughs> Anyway, um, this week, guys, before we get into the spooky Texas story, I don't really have much. No nifty nerd news for this episode. I just want to say I've been playing video games, been reading manga, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, the manga I've been reading... Actually, there's an anime I've been uh, watching here recently, now that I think about it, but along with the manga that I've been reading... I think we talked about it a little bit before. It's called uh, Farin, Freerin. It's about an elf who was part of a hero party, and eventually, um, like most humans, they uh, get old and pass away. However, the elf, you know, lives for who knows a couple thousand years, if if not more. So it's about her one kind of realizing. Or like finding her humanity. I think that's the best way to say it. It is about an elf finding her humanity and trying to not relive the past, but re like try to remember the adventures that she had with the heroes party and learn from it to be a better person and to have better relationships with people now because although for her is like 
80 or well 10 years is barely a hundredth of her life like she shouldn't just throw it away or look down upon that small chunk of time because for a lot of people 10 years means everything you know and i think it's it's an interesting look at a character who although doesn't really quite admit it wants to be better and wants to do better and so it's a good story it's fun it's kind of calming like it's a the this anime it's really calm there are bits of action in it and so it's not just like a boring slice of life type thing it does it is very slice of life feel but there's a purpose to their journey they have a place that they want to get to like an end goal so it's not like hey today we're gonna do this today we're gonna do that and there's really no direction or anything there's very much a direction of where they want to go and it's just very interesting the people that they meet the creatures that they encounter and the little quirks that everyone has um, that kind of makes these people who seem super normal a little more normal and a little more human, which is fun. It's interesting. And I, I really enjoy the art or like, you know, the I, I, it is the art, the artwork, the animation. That's the word I'm looking for. And the voice acting is really good, too. It, like I said, it's it's kind of calming in a way. It's really nice. And then there's bits of action sprinkled in on top. So you don't get bored with it. It's it, it's fun. I, I really suggest it if you're looking for something new to watch. It's a uh, free run. I think there's seven or eight episodes out now. And if you like watching dub, there's for sure six dubbed episodes. Maybe seven by the time this comes out. I don't know exactly, but check it out. The other thing, I've been reading One Piece some more. I'm like... 650 chapters in i think or 635 something like that 53 or 35 um they have gone to spoilers but they've made it in left fishman island at this time and they're now going to the new world so if you are familiar with one piece you know that the grand line that they sell on like the and like if you watch the uh the live action you know the whole point is to get to the grand line and things like that um well in the anime where i'm at they have sailed the first half of the grand line because the world is basically split into two halves through like a ring of land that encircles the earth and one half like the one of these oceans you have the the north east south and west blue oceans and um so the first half is like the regular grand line and then the second half of the grand line is called the new world and so now they're going into the new world where the enemies are going to be even stronger even scarier things that have transpired up to this point um there's definitely a big bad who is very terrifying and i don't know how that's going to happen like how that's all going to play out because to my knowledge the anime they haven't even confronted him yet like because i'm all caught up on the anime and now i'm catching up on the manga because the manga does go beyond the anime and um which is very interesting i'm very curious to see how the what who appears to be the big bad final boss of the show or which i'm assuming the story the final big bad uh, how he's going to come back into their lives and how that's going to play out. Um, 
but yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. And it, it, what made it reading the manga of One Piece really a lot of fun was kind of picturing how they would do the live action versions of what I was reading. But once I've gotten to where I'm at, to like where F- Fishman Island is, I've almost I've almost completely forgotten about trying to break up the chapters into live action seasons because I've just been so caught up with what's been going on with the story, what's been going on with the characters, their development, the time skip that happens, and them coming back together. Like it's been really interesting. And on the time skip, and what I love so much about it is. We don't dwell on it. It's not something where we go off and we spend chapters with each character finding out how they've developed and stuff. Um, It's very much events leading up to the time skip happen. And then Luffy says, like, has a big announcement and then time skip. And then, then it's them coming back together. And it's not a long drawn out thing, which I love. I love that it's not long and drawn out. I love that we it, it happened. We're back, and now everyone's pretty much leveled up, and we're gonna go kick some ass. Like, I love that. I love that so much about the story. The only other thing that I've really been doing is I've been back to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I've been playing the uh, DLC, the Teal Mask, which honestly is a very lackluster story other than the fact that they're they introduce some i say new pokemon but old older pokemon that weren't in the base scarlet and violet game they've reintroduced some pokemon new to the series or new to that series in this dlc but the story itself it's really kind of dull it's really actually kind of lame to be honest and you do get a legendary, or I guess you could call it a legendary, a, a special Pokemon from the Teal Mask. And I haven't had a chance to really fight with him or battle with him yet because I'm just not really that interested in this Pokemon at all, which kind of sucks because there's like three other special Pokemon that get introduced in the story. And while I'm not 100% complete with the game, it doesn't look like you get to catch them. And that's kind of sad, <laughs> but maybe I do. Maybe I do get to catch them, and so that, that that would make me a little bit happier if I got to at least get like four unique Pokemon out of this DLC because the story's not all that great. There's no real change in mechanics or anything like groundbreaking that happens in this DLC. I, I it's funny because. It's like I miss playing Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, whatever it's called. Arceus, 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 whatever. And because the mechanics of that game and how that one plays, so much more entertaining, so much quicker paced and a lot of fun. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy like being able to quick battle in Scarlet and Violet. And that's a really unique thing and a lot of fun. But being able to like sneak up on Pokemon and just, you know, spam Pokeballs to try to catch them has its perks too that I really enjoy. It, it makes sneaking around a little more viable and a little more like like you want to sneak around. You want to crawl in the grass and try to 
sneak up on Pokemon. And Scarlet and Violet, doesn't matter. Just run up on something. And it's not like they're going to really run away from you at all. By the time you can run up on them, it's already too late for them to go anywhere. So, I don't know. Scarlet and Violet just kind of loses some of that sense of fear that I had with... Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus because you could actually get hurt by Pokemon in Arceus, which was a lot of fun. Can't and Scarlet and Violet, which is a lot less fun. I think they need to add the the you know like the ability to actually die. <laughs> it needs to be Dark Souls, but for Pokemon, that's what I want out of a Pokemon game. Anyway, that is it, guys, for everything that I wanted to talk about this week. Let's get on to the i don't know why i paused there that was really weird let's move on that's what i meant let's move on that's why i paused my brain died when i said that and i was like that's not the right words let's move on to the spooky story of the week the halloween spooky story of the week Alright guys, so this week's story takes us to the Dallas area to a man-made lake called White Rock Lake. It was a, a reservoir that was built in the early 1900s for the city of Dallas. Um, soon after it was built though, people won. I guess the city of Dallas never really used it as their primary source of water after that. And people decided, hey... It's a cool place to hang out, you know, so they started building vacation homes, started boat ramps, all that great stuff, man. This was like way back, like World War One type shit uh, when people are building all these vacation homes and cabins on the lake shore. Um, and, it's you know, it's a nice place away from the city, out in nature to really just kind of sit back and relax, man. I mean, people were flocking there by like the thousands just to like go out there, have some fun. You can do some fishing and stuff like that. But it didn't take very long uh, after people started living there for kind of weird things starting to happen, man. Um, it's funny, though, because uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, there's really quite a bit of different versions of similar stories like this. Um, and in fact, there's kind of different stories from White Rock Lake as well. And there's different versions of the Lady of White Rock Lake that exist to this day. And so as the story goes, one story has it where there's a young man driving in his car uh, by the roads, the lakeside road. It's getting kind of late at night and he happens to see there's a girl standing there. Um, like she's got a broken down car and she flags him down, he pulls over, and this is, like, I, I want to preface, preface this with, it's like the 60s at this point, but he kind of notices the girl seems kind of dressed outdated, maybe like late 20s, 20, early 20s type uh, era clothing, and he thinks it's kind of weird, she's soaking wet because it's raining outside, and he decides to be a gentleman because, you know, Back then, people were nice and not murderers all the time. So uh, 
he asks her where where he, she's trying to get to. She gives him an address or like shows him the way, and he starts driving along, and um, ends up getting to where the house is. And when he turns to tell the girl, "All right, we're here," she's not in the passenger seat anymore, and she didn't get out of the car. Nothing. She's just gone. And it's like she just vanished out of thin air. Was she even real? Like, was the dude drunk? Like, what the hell happened? You know, so a story like this has happened before. Uh, eventually, he, like, kind of was like, well, I came all this way for this house for a reason. So he goes up, knocks on the door of the house, and he's greeted by a family there. And as it turns out, they this family a long time ago lost their daughter. Like, it's an old man. He talks about losing his daughter into the lake and uh, fell out of the boat boat and drowned in the lake like years, like decades before. And so it's like a really crazy story. Like the, of this girl just wanted to come back home to see her family. And it's kind of sad, but it's kind of sweet. It's also a little bit spooky, man, because like there's multiple instances of this happening. People seeing a young woman on the side of the road uh, looking for help. Sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's not, but every time she appears to be soaking wet. And maybe it's because she she's out of the lake, but she wants to go back home. And so she's looking for help. Another version of this is it's like um, people have been on the boat and like they're sitting on the water, they're having fun and they can see someone standing on the edge of the lake and it looks like that they're shouting at them but they can't hear anything they can't see anything or i can't they can't see anything but like they all they can see is kind of like what looks to be a person on the shore of the lake and when people try to drive their boats closer to investigate see what's going on the person vanishes and so it's really kind of crazy it's kind of spooky um stories have been told about the lady of white rock lake all the way up from, like I said, like from like the sixties to like currently, man. So it's stuff, stuff that's been happening and it's been going on for a while now. And I kind of looked into this and I did come across an article that mentioned White Rock Lake. And while I didn't dive too deep into it, I did link to two other stories. There's actually, um, Sorry, I spaced there. There's actually some possible evidence of why there might be something at White Rock Lakes um, area, the the lake, White Rock White Rocks Lakes Lakes. So supposedly there have actually been two reported deaths in the water. Um, one of them being a suicide uh, by, by a young girl going into the water and drowning herself. And then, of course, the story of the girl who fell off the boat. And so maybe there is some truth to, like, the spooky things that are happening up, up near Dallas's White Rock Lake. Why is that so hard for me to say? I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Um, there's just... Really interesting things. Hell, um, paranormal investigators have gone to their uh, to the White Rock Lake to investigate, and they've even gotten readings on like EMF recorders and like the. I mean, they've just done some. You know, like what they do, they do things right. 
And I think that's kind of interesting, man. I, I don't know if there's any current stuff about the Lady of White Rock Lake. Like, have people investigated any further? Actually, I can look it up right now while we're here and I have a computer because I'm not talking about it while I'm driving for once, which is normally what I do when I record. And now Google is just not loading. So that's, there it is. Let's see. The Lady of white rock lake for the love of the lake they have their own um website let's see what that says the lady of lake legend grows that's pretty interesting man i was hoping to see if there's any um more recent news on the matter WFAA reported three weeks ago, nothing on record confirms the lake's infamous ghost story, but many other people have died there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's crazy, though, man. I, I really enjoy it. I really think it's pretty neat. Like I said, love Texas ghost stories. That's like one of my favorite things to talk about and read about. And hopefully this is one, although I kind of stumbled my way through it, you enjoyed. If you live in the Dallas area or thought about visiting it, maybe take a trip over to White Rock Lake. I could say it right. I just have to think about it and see for yourself if you can find the lady there. Maybe help her get home or uh, make it to the edge of the lake and help help whoever it is before they fall in that being said that's all that i got for you guys this week um just hopefully i get another episode out before the end of the week if not i'm sorry and it just wasn't meant to be because now we're about to be in november which means spooky season is over and i have failed you <laughs> But that's because I've been greatly distracted with Pokemon cards because, as I have admitted in the past, I have an addiction and it, I cannot be stopped. And I am sorry and I don't know what to do with myself. I think I won't stop until I've completed the Pokemon 151 Master Set. That's my goal. That's what I'm trying to do. And hopefully I can accomplish this task this weekend in Houston at the George R. Brown Convention Center at... The Houston Collecticon, which is a card show. It ranges from everything from, you know, Pokemon and other trading card game cards to sports cards. There's going to be celebrity guests there, voice actors. It should be a whole lot of fun. I believe tickets are $30 a day to get in or $45 for the weekend. So if you're looking for something to do in Houston, Texas this weekend, go check it out. Also, don't forget the Texas Renaissance Fair is happening. Um, I think Thanksgiving weekend is the last weekend that you can go. Uh, my wife and I, we want to try to take a trip up there at some point. Um, we thought about possibly going this weekend. This weekend, I think, is Heroes and Villains. It looks kind of like, you know, Marvel and DC type themed uh, Renaissance Fair, which is kind of weird, but... You know, it is what it is. Like, they got to cash in on something, right? Um, then there's Barbarian Weekend the following weekend. And after that, I think, is the one we might go to, which was um, Scottish 
weekend. I think that one would be a lot of fun. So uh, we'll trying to go one of these weekends. I think the Scottish weekend is the one I want to uh, shoot for. <clears throat> My foot, sorry, fell asleep. But um, yeah, so hopefully the Collecticon here in Houston will be a great opportunity for me to complete my card list and complete my addiction you know i'm close to my end goal i only need 21 cards to finish what i've got um total i kind of looked at a medium median price point for all the cards so some of them sell for lower some of them have gone for higher but these are all the medium uh like the median level of funds required to acquire these cards while i'm using big words here um that being said with the 21 cards that i need which are all the secret illustrations or the rare illustrations it's going to cost me around 526 dollars now i might get lucky and get some of these cards for cheaper who knows i don't know how i've never been to a card show convention so i don't know what prices are going to be like there but at least i have kind of a base idea of what these cards might cost and so i'm looking at about 500 dollars hopefully only uh, i think when i looked at all of the lowest prices these cards have gone for it was only going to be like 470 let me see right here 477 dollars <coughs> so like a 50 dollars difference between the median price and the lowest price but that being said, I also have like duplicates of some cards and, and some cards that are, I, I say expensive, but you know, in the 40s and 30s. So I got a few of that, maybe about $100, $200 worth of cards to try to trade or offer up for sale. So I'm hoping that, you know, that brings down my total money that I'm going to end up spending to less than 500 hopefully closer to 400 or even less than 400 so that way i don't feel so bad spending all that money to complete my pokemon 151 set and then i've thought about going for the the like all reverse hollows ultimate master set so like in all of the normal cards the base 165 cards collect all the reverse hollows so that way every card that i have in there is holographic which i think would be a lot of fun with that, though, I need 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 25, 26, 20. I need 28 cards, but the price goal for that is way less. I think I only need about $22 to complete that version of the set. So really, my first goal is to try to get all the um, rare illustrations and secret, secret rare or hyper rare. Actually, I have all the hyper rare cards, funny enough. And I got like duplicates of the hyper rare cards, <laughs> but like the Charizard EX full art, like secret illustration still escaping me. Um, the Blastoise, which is another one, like the two most expensive cards right now are the Charizard EX, which is card number 199 and the Blastoise EX, which is card number 200 uh, Charizard m medium median price is about 130 and the blastoise median price is about 56 right now i've seen charizard as low as 110 and i've seen blastoise around 45 but those are the the two big hitters the ones that are going to cost me you know 
a majority of the funds that I need to get these cards done. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see if I can uh, get this done. I'll be really excited if I can. But if I can't, I know I can order them online, which, I mean, is fine. Ordering cards online is okay, and I've done it, and it, I, I, I still felt happy getting these cards in. But there's just something special about going to a store, going to a location, and physically purchasing an item like there's just something that can't be beat about the tactile ability to physically touch something or like you know just like being there and interacting with people there's just something amazing about that that i've always loved it's why i love going to stores to find things to buy versus just ordering off amazon don't get me wrong i understand how convenient amazon is and how wonderful it is to be able to just pick up a card and go but man i just really love the ability to just face to face with a person with an item and be happy that way <laughs> anyway that's all that i got for you guys this week thank you for listening to the show and we will see you guys next time bri out